Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Wake up, you 
בית עם המון ברכה למשפחה. את הפרנסה נתת לי, את הבינוי נתת לי, וגם את כל החסד בחיי עד מדי.
And if you listen with your heart, you just may hear my cry. Where has the face of Mikdush gone? I stand here all alone. How long am I to wait for all my children to come
some changes in his life a brand new family with children and his wife they learn new things each day to live the Torah way the message of the Shabbos they relate now every Friday night they go down to the wall invite some people home and they will tell them all we'll teach you this new song to join and sing along and soon we'll all be free it won't be long Called the English medley off of Those Were the Days, volume number two. Yaakov Shweki, brand new here at JM in the AM. Many tears have fallen, many years we're calling, please, no more. Got a lot of hits in this one. Many broken hearts. And a great nostalgic look at a lot of amazing songs in this Those Were the Days, volume number two. Yaakov Shweki here at JM in the AM. Good morning, all. Simcha Liner before that with Harbei Nachat. You heard Kidei done by uh, Mordechai Shapiro. David Lowy, brand new with a song called Shiru, just released over the weekend. Mayor Sherman, of course, with our Monday morning theme song, Masach Hashem. And uh, from Regesh, you heard Modani to open things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday. We're heading back to school and back to work. During a week that might still seem normal. <laughs> Next week's not going to be normal, that's for sure. Between all the uh, holidays and activities around uh, our community and around the country. Will not seem like a normal week next week. But today, it's a regular Monday on this 16th of December and 18th of Kislev. Uh, 35 degrees, 49% humidity, winds are west at 5 miles per hour. Cloudy today with a high of 38, and tonight rain and snow and a low 35. Tomorrow rain, a high for um, a Tuesday, 40 degrees. You shall lie right now at 59. We're at 35 in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. And I thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for uh, being part of this great radio broadcast. Well, today the mayor of Jersey City is going to join us. He um, he has been a leader. He's been a great leader of the city for many years. Uh, that's an understatement. Those of us who remember our days in Jersey City and remember from 1998 until the end of 2016, we were there on a daily basis and uh, had the mayor in our studio uh, multiple times. He's been a great leader for a long time. Um, this whole tragic episode has uh, brought out uh, his greatest leadership qualities, and he is trying his hardest to have the uh, city and community stay focused 
uh, on on unity and uh, on a peaceful future. And it's not easy. It's not easy in a city with many ethnic groups and uh, with neighborhoods that are very challenging. Uh, mayor Fulop has been the mayor since um, uh, since uh, July of 2013. So he's been there six and a half years. He'll join us coming up in the early part of the 7 o'clock hour here at JM and the AM. Our own Ariel Lavi of Hakel is going to be joining us in studio. 7.35 this morning here at JM and the AM. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, a new music alert. 6.13 will be in our studio. 6.13 claims that they know how to celebrate Hanukkah. <laughs> and they do, frankly. Uh, so we'll we'll speak with them coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning at JM and the AM. We're calling it a new music alert Monday here at JM and the AM. Congratulations to the Yeshiva University Maccabees. The men's basketball team continue to make us proud. By the way, they're playing against Jersey City tomorrow night up in Washington Heights. There'll be a moment of silence before the game, no doubt. Uh, ten in a row as of yesterday. Yeshiva University Maccabees, ten in a row yesterday. Pretty amazing. They went up to Connecticut and had a very, very poor first half. And even with the poor first half, they still were only down by four at the half. And I think I have a feeling that that, that was able to spur them on if they played that poorly and um, and were able to still be down by only four. I think that was a very, very big deal. Anyway, uh, they uh, went on yesterday to have a really good second half and to defeat Eastern Connecticut State 83-75. to Jersey City, they play in Washington Heights tomorrow night. Then they're in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania Thursday night, and that's it. Then the big break. I thought they play Sunday. They don't. So the big break is after this Thursday night where they won't play again until they're at Maritime on January the 22nd. And, um, yeah. Their next home game, by the way, after tomorrow night is Saturday night, January the 25th. Now, that is the last Saturday night of winter vacation for Yeshiva break. So if you have a chance, put it on your calendar, January 25th. It's amazing family fun to come on out and see the uh, Yeshiva University that Maccabees play. So, And you see how they're playing. It's just amazing. Anyway, so that's the story, and that's what's happening. And, uh, and um we uh, hope to be there tomorrow night for the home game against Jersey City. Monday morning broadcast. More coming up. Here, speaking of the Maccabees, here are the Maccabees at JM in the AM. Been a lot of places. I've been all around the world. Seen a lot of faces. Never know where I was on the horizon. Ooh, well, I know, I know, I know, I know. So I'll be rising back home. No, we won't forget where we came from. The city won't change us. We beat to the same drum. No, we won't forget where we came from. The city won't change us. We
It's hard to commit to it. You say that it's hard standing still. Don't you know that I spend all my nights counting backwards the days till I'm home?
If I ever get back to California I'm gonna round up every Jew I've ever known I'm gonna sit down right down there in front of me Gonna take out this guitar and sing them all the song God is alive and well in Jerusalem, yeah People praying three times a day to Him Throw away the cars and bones, the stocks and bones And up loans, grab a boat, a plane, if need me swim some folks got a Lincoln Continental With tinted glass so nobody sees him Just one time a light to roll down the window Say you ain't gonna fool the law with this hunk of tin God is alive and well in Jerusalem Times day to hell. Throw away the cars and bombs, the snacks and bombs, and up cab loans. Grab a boat to play with me, swim. Stories, be a mirror. 
J.M. in the A.M., that's uh, Miracle of Light as we get ready for a Hanukkah 5780. Uh, we'll be in the midst of day one next week at this time. Yeah, next week at this time we'll be in the midst of a day one of Hanukkah. How cool is that? That's eighth day, by the way. Uh, that's eighth day with um, Miracle of Light. Um, Before that, you heard... God is Alive and Well in Jerusalem. That was Moshe Hech. Joey Newcomb with Tabia Yid. Ani Yisrael was Gershon Veroba. Aryeh Kunzler with Ali Yerushalayim. Home done by the YU Maccabees to open up that set. Monday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Thanks to those who are commenting on our uh, on our app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. One listener says it's snowing more in Silver Spring, Maryland. Accumulation of up to an inch expected by 10 a.m. Yitzhak and Kemp Mill with that report. Trucker Yitz seems to indicate that the Catskills are all right. No problem regarding snow over there. 
By the way, listener Lenny, thank you. Listener Lenny says, Dear Nahum, greetings from Tangier, Morocco, where I listen to the show. Lenny Hall stuck checking in. That's amazing. That really is amazing. Uh, hey, by the way, the Neve campaign that we featured here is almost at $3 million already. $3 million of the um, of the uh, seven and a half. Is it seven and a half? Yeah, seven and a half million dollar goal. Uh, which is pretty remarkable, I must say. And um, a reminder from all of us here at the Nahum Single Network, Neve Yerushalayim has this amazing charity campaign that's going on until 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. They're trying to raise $7.5 million, and every donation is tripled. Go to charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com, click on the Neve Yerushalayim campaign, and help them achieve their goal. Uh, you could sponsor a scholarship. You could sponsor a taste of Neve Day. You could sponsor a ticket extension. There are plenty of things to sponsor and plenty of things to give for on this giving day for Neve. Charity.com. Again, click on the Neve Yerushalayim campaign and be as generous as possible. Monday morning at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSiegel.com, and the AlchemSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Uh, the mayor of um, uh, Jersey City is going to be joining us coming up here at JM in the AM. We will talk about the uh, terrible tragedy of last week. And... Um, in general, talk about what it's like to... Uh, oversee a city that's going through the trauma that everyone's going through now in Jersey City. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday's next. We say Boker Toe from Jam the Am. Galitzal in Yerushalayim, Asha Ashtayim. Shalom Rav, Khan Ran Yavnai, Ima Shekore Achshav. Teunat Aufanayim Akatlanit Basharon. Utar Lefirsum She Tomer Weinstein, Ben Arbaim Ushtayim, ויניב לוגסי בן 44 הם רוחבי האופניים שנדרסו הבוקר למוות על ידי נהג במחלף הדרים אורן פרן, גיסו של יניב, ספד לו יניב היה אדם מדהים, ידע, אינטליגנטי שדואג תמיד לכל משמי סביבו אני רוצה להגיד שהקלות הזאת שבה אנשים נהרגים לנו בצידי הכבישים מדי יום היא קטסטרופלית, חוסר היכולת בכלל להציל את עצמך או להגיב כנגד סוג של תאונה כמו שהיום, שפשוט נהג חתך את הכביש, וברגע אחד סיים חיים של שני אנשים. זה פשוט בלתי נסבל. חשד לרצח בבת ים, גבר בן 40 נמצא ללא רוח חיים בדירה ברחוב בן גוריון. צוות מדה קבע את מותו במקום, הרקע ככל הנראה פלילי. המשטרה עצרה תושב העיר בן 24 בחשד למורבות במעשה. שנה ללא מפכ"ל משטרה קבוע, השר לביטחון הפנים גלעד ארדן פנה הבוקר ליועץ המשפטי לממשלה שיבדוק את האפשרות למנות מפכ"ל קבוע בזמן ממשל מעבר. רב ניצב בדימוס, משה קראדי, לשעבר מפכ"ל המשטרה, אמר לאלוס האריש בגלי צהל, זהו מצב בלתי אפשרי. המצב הזה הוא לא בריא, הוא לא נכון, הוא לא טוב. משטרה, שהיא הגוף השני בגודלו במדינת ישראל, חייבת שיהיה לה מפקד במשרה מלאה, במינוי מלא, כי יש לזה לא מעט משמעויות. 
הקרב על ראשות הליכוד, יושב ראש סיעת הליכוד, חבר הכנסת מיקי זוהר, טוען אצל אמיר איבגי, חבר הכנסת חיים כץ, לא צפוי לתמוך בגדעון סער. יכול להיות שחיים כץ מינה את יואב קיש לדובר שלו, אני לא יודע. חיים כץ בשיחת טלפון אישית איתי אמר לי שהוא לא תומך באף אחד מהמועמדים. והוא מתכוון להיות ניטרלי במערכת הבחירות הזאת. הוא גם אמר לי, אם בנימין נתניהו הזמין אותי לאחד מהכנסים שלו, אני אעבור גם לכנס שלו. אז מזה אפשר להסיק מסקנה אחת, שהוא לא מתכוון לבחור צד. עיריית תל אביב יפו פרסמה הנחיות חדשות לחברות הקורקינטים החשמליים, ביניהן חיוב הצמדת קסדה לכל כלי. מדווחת כתבתנו ליה ספילקין. ברחבי העיר פועלים מעל שמונת אלפים קורקינטים חשמליים ואופניים שיתופיים. העירייה החליטה באופן תקדימי לחייב את החברות המפעילות להצמיד קסדה ולהתקין מספר זיהוי לכל כלי. בנוסף הן תידרשנה להגביל את הנסיעה באזורים מסוימים המיועדים להולכי רגל בלבד. החוקים החדשים ייכנסו לתוקף בהדרגה במהלך 2020. הגרלת שמינית גמר ליגת האלופות בכדורגל, אלופת אירופה ליברפול תפגוש את אתלטיקו מדריד, קרב ענק בין ריאל מדריד לאלופת אנגליה מנצ'סטר סיטי, מדווח עורך חדשות הספורט עידן קבלר. הגרלת שלב 16 הגדולות שנערכה בעיר ניון שבשוויץ העלתה מספר מפגשי ענק. תומאס טוחל, מאמן פריס סן ג'רמן, יפגוש את קבוצתו הקודמת, דורטמונד. מסי וברצלונה התמודדו מול נפולי, ובאיין מינכן וצ'לסי התפגשו לשחזור גמר המפעל משנת 2012. במשחקים הנוספים, טוטנאם ומוריניו יפגשו את לייפציג, יובנטוס תשחק נגד ליון, ואטלנטה איטלקית תנסה להפתיע את ולנסיה. המשחקים ייערכו בחודשים פברואר ומרס 2020. ומזג האוויר עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות, מחר ללא שינוי ניכר. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Just one of us.
Sam Glazer with Moe's Soar as we get closer and closer to the big holiday, which starts this coming Sunday night. Jonathan Rimberg before that with me and Malel. Well, as we introduce the uh, mayor of Jersey City, I remind this audience that um, he spent many years in uh, Yeshiva Day School. He is the grandson of Holocaust survivors, and and he uh, became familiar with JM and the AM, uh, likely way before the majority of this current audience did. The mayor of uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, is the Honorable Stephen Fulop, and he joins us on this Monday morning. Uh, Mr. Mayor, it's, um, it's a shame it has to be under these circumstances, but nonetheless, always a delight to speak with you. Yeah, it's a, I, I feel the same way, and thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, how's the community doing? You've now had this uh, very difficult week, the aftermath of Tuesday's... Uh, uh, tragic episode. Um, many, many aspects or many parts of the community were affected. Certainly the entire city was affected. How now on, uh, on Monday morning would you say uh, generally things are going? Well, I, I think generally, okay, today's going to be the wake and tomorrow's the funeral for the um, detective that we lost and uh, that'll be the last of the four. And and from a community standpoint, I think that, you know, by and large, it's been positive. Uh, you know, the, the non-Jewish community has been pulling together. I mean, that's they've been very, very positive, and the Jewish community has been positive. So um, I think at the end of the day, the community will probably be closer because of this incident, um, but it's tragic nevertheless. Some thought it was too quick, but it seems that you are 100% accurate and right on time in calling the uh, attack on Tuesday an attack on our, meaning for a moment, the Jewish community. Um, why were you so confident uh, on Tuesday to already make that declaration? I, I, I mean, look, I, I think that, you know, looking at the facts, it was pretty safe to conclude that. And every day that you wait to not call it what it is, you squander an opportunity to bring attention to the fact that anti-Semitism and racism and, and hate is prevalent. So, I think they were doing a disservice by waiting. Um, 
And yeah, I was criticized for saying it how it is right away, and it ended up being correct. And uh, my, my job, Nachum, as I see it, is to just try to be transparent with uh, the community. It's built on trust. Uh, that's what I'm elected to do, to build a community and keep that trust and relationship. And if I said anything other than the way I saw it, I think that that would have undermined our relationship and trust. And then over the weekend, we see this video where, or, 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 anal- or had the opportunity to analyze it more based on the recommendation of you and others. And it seems even more obvious that the yeshiva next door to that supermarket may have been the actual real target. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it, it, look, again, it doesn't take a genius to kind of connect the dots on that, too, and, and people will criticize me, but um, he had a lot of firepower. We know that as a fact. We know that they knew that Yeshiva was there. We know that as a fact. We know that that's the center of the Jewish kind of community in Jersey City. We know that. And we know that he bypassed a lot of different targets on the way and bypassed a lot of different targets on the street right there before he ultimately arrived there. The police were on a half a block away, so... They responded immediately, and that probably changed his plan. But um, I, I think it's safe to assume that he intended to murder more than three people. Stephen Fulop is with us, mayor of Jersey City for the last uh, six and a half years and a very important person for us when we were uh, in Jersey City uh, for all the years we were there until 2016. Um, you know, there's a, one of the things that always impressed us about you and, frankly, made us very proud to have you as a member of our community is the way you've reached out to every ethnic group, and there are hundreds of them in Jersey City. People people around the country who know I have a familiarity with your city are expressing to me how they can't believe how large a city you lead, <laughs> and that and that in fact from the old radio station we were at, you know, it takes 15 minutes to drive to that kosher yep. supermarket street, which people yep. don't realize just yep. how large it is. With that in mind, we've seen... We've seen some negative videos, reaction from certain members of the community who are not that happy that these cities, as diverse as it is, are not that happy that the city in some areas, including Greenville, are becoming more noticeably Jewish. Is that a very difficult juggling routine for you as as people express their uh, deep sentiment for what they think of other communities? No, you know what? I I don't believe that, by and large, the African-American community feels that way. I think that if uh, the press searches hard enough, they're going to find somebody to say that. But if you speak to the regular person on the street, um, they have a community that embraces everybody. And, and, and the proof in that is that, you know, we've gotten countless uh, community leaders reach out and pastors asking how they can help repair and rebuild the uh, grocery store, the, the kosher grocery store. Wow. So, you know, I, I, to me, it's, uh, it's not an accurate depiction of the community, and sometimes the press, because of a narrative that they want to uh, promote, will find somebody to say a negative thing, and, and then they'll promote that. But that's not accurate. And, from I, my standpoint. and to be fair, I should point out that there are members of the African-American committee who, community who have come forward and have said amazing things about the people who own the store and about the people in the community in general. So if you open up your eyes and have a little bit of an appreciation for your neighbors, uh, you can have a completely different perspective. I agree. I agree. 100%. Um, you just mentioned the store, and I know it's early. I mean, this attack happened on Tuesday. I know it's early. But there has to have been already some discussion, even now still during Shiva, about trying to get that store reopened. And I say it only because I'm sure you appreciate this. Um, psychologically, for for the entire community, and maybe for the entire city of Jersey City, frankly, it could be a real key to get that store active as soon as possible. Is that something that's becoming more of a priority? 
Yeah, yeah. So last week, uh, the first step was we reached out to the Met Council in New York, and uh, they were unbelievable. And within 24 hours, they helped us get uh, 10,000 pounds of uh, groceries and goods for the Jewish community for Shabbos, and that arrived on Thursday. So that 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 will kind of bridge the gap a little bit. And then, um, you know, the leaders in the Jewish community have indicated to us that they have another location to open the grocery store, and we're trying to expedite and move those permits along um, and construction as quickly as possible. So wow. we're working, and, um, you know, and, and, and like I said, the community by and large has, has been very supportive. So it's uh, it's it, it, it's going to bring us ultimately closer together. I really do feel that way. And you've heard from everybody, every ethnic group and their leaders. You've heard uh, you've heard messages of support over the last week that, uh, in some cases, are really heartwarming, right? Yeah, and let, let me let me tell you. I mean, like just to put in perspective, that uh, you know, it's not only the African American community. We have a very very large Muslim community right. here in Jersey City, and uh, they've been unbelievable. And they've been really proactive. The imams have been very proactive. Have reached out to the rabbis. They've been involved in everything that we've done, and it really kind of speaks to the broader community here. And you know, people always want to paint a narrative of. Uh, of uh, divisiveness, but in reality, when you think about a community like this, people really do get along and pull together. And at the end of the day, you know, every, everybody tries to lead a life of treating your neighbor and and the stranger properly. You know that sometimes our community is accused a little bit of uh, of being isolated in certain circumstances. I was uh, thrilled to see that our community responded to the uh, needs of the uh, police officers, the detectives' family, and came through with a uh, crowdfunding campaign that gave them a significant sum of money. And I, and I would bet that the, the family was very appreciative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the, all of the crowdfund, the GoFundMe pages have done really well. And, and there's been an outpouring, um, outpouring from across the country. The, the Jewish community did um, uh, promote immediately the GoFundMe page for the uh, detective, Detective Seals. And, um, I mean, that was helpful and a nice gesture, and it spoke to the fact that they really are thinking about the entire Jersey City community, which is great and important. Hope the police force is uh, getting the uh, – is, is, is appreciating the fact that we as a community really appreciate the fact that they're always there, always there to protect us, to protect our children, uh, that we take their role very seriously. And and the, the last thing they – I would hope, I would hope the last thing they would ever get from members of our community – uh, would be any type of uh, of trouble or any type of uh, you know difficult situations. If anything, I think leadership and the uh, general public within our community are very respectful and uh, and have a great appreciation for the police officers. They they, they do, and and one of the takeaways for us um, in the last week, we met with the leaders in the Jewish community, was maybe a little bit better communication that we could facilitate between the. Uh, police department, uh, the Orthodox Jewish community, and also the broader community. And, and we have a game plan to do that, um, whether it's, you know, including um, the Orthodox community into our chaplain program in the police department, which we're going to do, or um, creating a better dialogue between some of the different community leaders. We're going to do that as well. So there were some takeaways when we met with the leadership in the Jewish community from both Brooklyn and Jersey City, and um, we'll start that as soon as the shiva's over. Honorable Stephen Fulop is with us, Mayor of Jersey City. Um, do you think the Hasidic community will continue to grow in Jersey City? Will this will this episode stifle things for a while or not? I, I don't. I don't. I, I I hope it continues to grow, and uh, I don't see a reason why not. The, um, the Jewish you know, look. Take a step back, and, and Jersey City has always been a very very diverse place. It's yeah. been the gateway to America, the home of Ellis Island. 
And, uh, you know, it's just changed from being Italian, Polish, Irish immigrants to maybe today being uh, Pakistani and Egyptian and South American. And we have every race, every religion. And when this Orthodox Jewish community started to move from Williamsburg over here, we thought it was a good thing. And it's something we're familiar with with regards to diversity. So um, I hope they continue to grow. I think more and more different communities being in Jersey City is a good thing for our, our city. And uh, I am optimistic that they will continue to stay and grow. Is every neighborhood growing? Jersey City Heights, are they growing as well at this point? Well, I live in the Jersey City Heights, and they are growing. Yeah, it's growing. Uh, you know, like uh, the city the city will be the largest city in the state of New Jersey by um, next year's census. And... Um, you you know, we're a very, very densely populated city. We're growing vertically. We're building 60, 70-story buildings. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people here in a lot of different communities, and I think that's what makes Jersey City special. And there's a lot of reasons why it's happened. I mean, you have, um, obviously, price points in New York that's made it attractive to be here. But I also think you have a lot of character here that's fairly unique, and uh, people want to be a part of it once they see it and experience it. Yeah, you also have a path train and a tr- tremendous mall as well. Uh, uh, tomorrow night, as you know, uh, Yeshiva University is playing Jersey City University, which is ironic, and that's happening up in Washington Heights, and they will... Of course, uh, a pay tribute to the victims of the moment of silence uh, before the game. Uh, what is the reaction from around the country? I mean, you must have heard over the last week from so many different mayors and so many different leaders. I would assume the White House as well. I mean, what has the reaction been from around the country? I mean, we've had, um, I mean, literally from the White House on down, have uh, reached out and uh, most of the presidential candidates, uh, countless number of mayors from across the country and in New Jersey, and, uh, you know, look, I, I think everybody realizes that if you could see anti-Semitism and hate in a community like Jersey City that has diversity at its core, where people are familiar with their neighbors, then it speaks to the fact that you can have anti-Semitism and hate and racism in any community, for sure, one that is not as familiar with uh, diversity. Yeah. So um, we are we are all conscious of that, and I think that, you know, we need to do a lot to educate young people because at the end of the day, hatred and racism and anti-Semitism is a, is a learned attribute. It's, you're not born with that. It's a learned attribute. So mm. it's just something that we need to continue to educate people on. No question about it. Uh, well, I, 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 I'll tell you the bracha I give you that there are a lot of people now when they hear the word Pittsburgh, there are a lot of people in this country who think of one thing. And certainly if they hear Poway, California, they're thinking of one thing. I hope that as people continue to hear the uh, the uh, name of the city, Jersey City, they think of a lot more than just what happened last Tuesday, frankly. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I really appreciate you having me on, Nachum. I really do. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you joining us. And uh, continued success with the city. And uh, may all of the uh, mourners and those, and I, I would bet you would say really everybody in the entire city are still in mourning. Uh, maybe they, yeah. may they be comforted and uh, recover very quickly from all of this and move on with uh, the great life in Jersey City, New Jersey. Thank you so much, Mayor Fulop. Hey, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. There he is, Mayor Stephen Fulop, who is the mayor of Jersey City. He is amazing. He is amazing and represents uh, not only the city of Jersey City, which he does so well with so many ethnic groups. It, it is, <sighs> folks, it is so hard to keep the peace in cities with hundreds of ethnic groups. And he has the respect of so many uh, diverse uh, groups in Jersey City. But in addition to that, he uh, represents our people so well and takes such great pride in uh, his heritage as a Jew and his association with the Orthodox Jewish community, which has been 
tremendous over so many decades. We thank the mayor of the city of Jersey City, the Honorable Stephen Fulop. Monday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up on this Monday if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. Uh, we've got um, 613 joining us for a uh, new music alert Monday. All coming up right here at JM in the AM. Imagine <laughs> Bim sikus var reivus, reivus tu vatoiro, in mo jubine jodom margishi. O jubištagim umislatim aharelo, o jubištagim umislatim aharelo, i atoiro koledes kola toj bojs, kola toj bojs ševo.
JM in the AM. Baruch Levine on this Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Coming up at 8 o'clock this morning at 6.13, they're out with a brand new Hanukkah selection for 5780. Uh, you may recall last year they had a Hanukkah selection that was uh, very timely, and I'm not going to go into detail right now because I want to save it for the conversation. Uh, if you're into um, If you're into certain cinematic uh, current events, then you will be um, you'll be intrigued, to say the least, uh, by um, uh, what six thirteen has produced for Hanukkah five seven eight zero. So be patient, everybody. They're coming up, and we'll speak to them uh, right here at JM in the AM. Want to thank Alan Blumenthal sent us a, a wonderful donation and appreciation for what we did for the uh, congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush. Uh, their lecture series has ended the uh, four in a row on a Saturday night in uh, November and December, and it was quite a success to say the least. And uh, I want to give him a special shout-out because, uh, in addition to his generosity, give him a special shout-out because it takes a lot of work uh, to come up with a uh, program that's going to be attractive to hundreds of people and get hundreds of people to come on out on a Saturday night to hear lectures uh, on important Torah topics. And the boy, did he do it. He did it in a, in a glorious fashion. So big yeshikach to him. Also, he's a big fan of Yeshiva University basketball. And the men's basketball team has uh, has done it again, so to speak. They have um, uh, won their 10th in a row as of yesterday over Eastern Connecticut State. And uh, we take this opportunity to say uh, congratulations to uh, Coach Steinmetz and the entire team. They are home this coming Tuesday night, as we mentioned with the mayor. Uh, they're home this coming Tuesday night in, um, in Washington Heights against Jersey City, ironically enough, where there'll be, of course, a moment of silence before the game. And then Thursday night, they're in Pennsylvania. And then the big one-month break, the one-month break's going to take place. And uh, hopefully, at that point, they'll still be on the big winning streak uh, when that one-month uh, uh, break occurs. Uh, they'll be back uh, the 22nd of January in full action. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in Tehillim the Psalms of David. The nations have entered into your inheritance. They have defiled the sanctuary of your holiness. The 18th day of Cheshvan marks an infamous day in history when the Nazi leader Hermann Göring announced that in order to solve the problem of the Jews, he wanted to deport 4 million European Jews. The Nazis massacred 20,000 Jews in Pinsk. On the 18th day of Cheshvan, Rabbi Meir Kahana, defender of the Jewish nation, was assassinated. On the 18th day of Cheshvan, the entire world was rocked with a massacre that took place at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A quiet and peaceful synagogue service led by its spiritual mentor, Rabbi Myers, where the only desire of the dedicated worshippers was Sim Shalom, there should be world peace, to effect a Tikkun Olam. It was devastated by a horrific attack. A virulent anti-Semite, heavily armed, launched a crusade, not merely on the sacred martyrs in the specific synagogue, not only on the Jewish community. This was a strike against all of humanity. There is no member of a civilized society that can believe or feel that this was not a personal attack against him or her as well. 
11 individuals lost their lives on that day because of a deranged individual with hatred in his soul. He shouted, all Jews must die, a mantra that has been repeated too often over the generations. It is especially poignant to note the advanced age of one of the martyred victims whose life was cut short on this earthly world, 97-year-old Rose Malinger, a true woman of valor, a Holocaust survivor who had lived through the winds of the war, someone who heard in her youth, all Jews must die, but endured and met with strength and courage the challenges and tribulations in her life. Good people of all faiths throughout the world have to proclaim their solidarity with the people in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Our sages tell us that nothing in this world happens by chance. Indeed, this week's Torah reading, and in fact, the very Shabbos that the massacre took place, includes the details of Akedas Yitzchok, the sacrifice of Isaac, the concept of dying al Kiddush Hashem to sanctify God's name. There is no question that the congregants who died with the words of their faith on their lips on the Holy Shabbos within the walls of the synagogue are Kiddushim, holy martyrs that died al Kiddush Hashem. Just as the martyrs in the times of the Temple, the Crusades, the Spanish Inquisition, the Holocaust, and victims of terrorists around the world. We read in Parshas Va'era, Behold a ram afterwards, caught in the thicket by its horns. The Medrash tells us, Avraham Avinu, Abraham, struggled to free the ram from the bushes, but as soon as he disentangled the animal, it ran away and once again became entangled in the bushes. As soon as he disentangled, this happened a number of times until Avram Avinu was able to bring the ram as a sacrifice. The Sefer Beis Yitzchuk comments that Abraham, Avram Avinu, was being told of the future of the Jewish nation. Throughout its existence, B'nai Yisrael has likewise been captive in successive exiles, Babylonia to Media, Greece to Rome, Spanish Inquisition, Russia, Holocaust, Germany, Poland. The message of the prophecy was that just as the ram emerged whole from its predicament with its horns intact, the Jewish nation too will emerge from all the diasporas perfect and whole. Around the entire world, we take an example from the great people of Pittsburgh who have emerged with greater strength, greater resolve, and greater faith, Emuna Shalema. May Pittsburgh, the city of bridges, inspire the development of bridges throughout the world, bridges of hope, faith, and peace. Hashem Imochem, may God be with you. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. That was uh, Rabbi Goldwasser's um, amazing message to us. Uh, when we went for the first anniversary of the Pittsburgh Massacre, how ironic that we just spoke to the mayor of Jersey City, Mayor Fulop, and spoke about how uh, Americans associate the word Pittsburgh with a certain image now, and we pray that uh, they will not associate the words Jersey City with that same type of image in uh, months and years to come. Uh, JM and the AM on a, a Monday morning broadcast, 613 is coming up at 8 o'clock this morning. Be patient. They will be here with some brand new music and a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. 
Uh, Rabbi Aaron Ariel Lavi is in our studio. He is the founder of Hakel. Uh, he founded Hakel in 2014 to spark and support new expressions of Jewish life in the diaspora by nurturing the growth of intentional communities, groups of people drawn together by mutual interests with advisors, seed funding, and network building provided for a period of three years. Uh, Aaron Ariel Lavi, shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom, good morning. I did my due diligence. I prepared for this morning's conversation with the material I was handed, and I'm still, I still need to ask you to explain exactly what Hakel is and what intentional communities are. Okay, I'll be glad to do that. Um, so I'll start with the community because this will help us understand what Hakel is. Okay. Um, an intentional community is a group of people, usually small, a small group of people of young people, um, that gather around shared values and a shared vision. They live communally in a way. It doesn't mean they live in a commune in the same building. They can live in the same area and, right. and share certain aspects of their life. And they also use their power as a community, as a platform to do good for the larger community around them. It can be education, so social activism, culture, whatever it is. And, and the idea is that it, it captures people, especially what we call millennials or younger people, uh, in a way that many other frameworks are not able to, because it really speaks to their values, speaks to, speaks to their, uh, even I would say to our, because I also consider, consider myself a millennial, um, <laughs> this, this mindset of um, flat hierarchies or flat structures and more like do it yourself. Right. What, what, would be a, what would be a good example of this? If I, if I saw a city or a community or a, an area that was dominated by people that what? That had what type of vision or what type of goal? Would that be a good example of an intentional community? Yeah, well, there are many examples. I can give you maybe one from Paris and then maybe one from New York. Sure. So in Paris, for example, one of the most uh, successful communities we have is called the uh, Jew Salsa. Now you can hear from the name that, what, what they do, basically. They, they take music and dancing and, and culture and use it as a, as a way to re revitalize Jewish life uh, in Paris. And now they have also right. communities in Marseille and Lyon and Brussels. And For Brussels. people who would have no Jewish connection otherwise. Exactly. The idea is that m many younger people are no longer attracted to the traditional structures. If it's synagogues or JCCs or it's not because anything is wrong with them it's right. just a different mindset a different culture a different generation and but and, and many people tend to interpret this distancing as a sign that people are not no longer interested in Judaism itself right but what we see in Jerusalem for example or many other communities we have around the world right now we have about 120 communities in 36 countries so you can see it it, it catches fire it catches in many many different places what we see is that when you offer people the opportunity to do, to do Jewish, to, to live Jewishly, to reconnect the Jewish culture in a way that's more relevant for them, that resonates right. with them, such as in this case. So they have huge events uh, around music and culture, and then it leads to more intimate gatherings and, and tech study and, right. and learning. What, what's a good New York example? So, for example, this, this Shabbat is spent with a community we have on the Upper West Side called Upper West Side Jews. Um, I, I wouldn't say we have. I mean, all communities are independent. Right. We we try to help them. Right. What what is their yeah. focus? So their focus is um, I would say a more energetic and more uh, uh, social or socially oriented uh, modern Orthodox community. I mean, they, they are they all grew up like in either Yeshiva University right. or those places, um, but still they, they they want to increase their social network of Jews. They want, they to, want increase to be the around. social network of Jews. They want to make it more participatory, right. more do it yourself. Um, so they're, they're completely in line 
with, with, with like Alaki practices and like they're not building like an, an underground, but right. they're building like something that's more relevant and more so some so some might argue that that what you just described is the Upper West Side in general. Why do they need a specific community that you're I don't know helping them set up or helping them develop? Uh, I'm not sure you can s- first of all the Upper West Side is, is a unique case because it's so transient. People uh-huh. come there for a year or two and they move. Right. I mean, many few, only few people are there for like decades. Right. Most people just move around, move around all the time. So they give something that you, it, it's, it's easy to enter. Doesn't require huge membership fees, for example, which is a, which is a big barrier for right. young people. Right. Especially if they say like, I'm not going to stay in this neighborhood for more than two or three years. Why should I invest in it? Right? Invest in like thousand dollars a year in a right. synagogue that I'm not going to be a member of for mm. for too long. So they give very low uh, entry bar. You pay per event. And you have lots of opportunities for leadership you can it, it's it's an informal structure so you can just come up with an idea like tonight they're having an open bit midrash for example that someone initiated got it people got it the text got a, a rabbi to give a lecture and it becomes part of the traditions of the community and that's what we see in also in many in many other places so in the paris example will there be a time eventually where they might accept or incorporate some ritual some shabbat some torah study into what they're doing no, they already do that. I they mean, already they, have they, that. they celebrate Shabbat. They celebrate their huge, the 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 biggest the biggest event they have is called Hanukkah Revolution, uh, which is in Hanukkah. Like in two weeks, they have people from all over France coming to a very nice place next to Euro Disney, and they have a, a huge Hanukkah event. Now, they do some more innovative stuff, but of course they talk about Hanukkah, about the content, about the the, the traditional story of it. It's not. It's very important to emphasize. It's not uh, just a community of people of Jewish descent. It's a Jewish community, right? Which is not the same thing, right? It's people, a, people who want to increase their, yeah, their, their they wanted to to express their Jewish identity, right? And and revitalize it right. in many ways. It's not just oh, we happen to be born Jewish, then let's do something together. Uh, Aaron Ariel Lavi is here. He's founder of Hakel. Good name, by the way, because Hakel means to gather, right? Yeah, of course. So gather everyone together, and you're doing that on an individual basis around the world. So how did how did this catch on? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying still to understand exactly how this works and why this would be such an important thing to, um, to you know, develop in a community. I would think that each community individually would have the opportunity, you know, with a little bit of leadership and a little bit of initiative, to incorporate lectures, to incorporate Jewish music events, to incorporate, you know, whatever yeah. it is they're looking for. But it sounds like what you're telling us is that without the Hakel umbrella, or at least the the push that Hakel gives them, they wouldn't be as effective. Uh, yeah, I think that that that's true. First of all, as you said, Hakel comes from the word kehila, right? Together, from, from, yeah. uh, from pasuk, to be uh, together, right. to, to gather the people. Um, now, many of those communities really sprout independently, but what we've seen over the years is that the success rates of communities is about one or two to ten. So, out of, out of ten communities that will start, maybe one or two will survive naturally. Uh, what we're trying to do is to increase this number and make the statistics more positive. Uh, so what Hakel gives those communities as a network is uh, professional mentoring and advice from people who've been in the community development business for many years. I've been doing this for the last 18 or 17 years, and we have a team of 20 advisors worldwide. Um, we give them some seed, seed, seed funding. Uh, we give them some uh, networking and seminars. By the way, the whole, the whole project is in uh, partnership with the Israeli Ministry of Diaspora Affairs, which also gives... 
also because like the, the Israel flavor right. and the, the Israel diaspora connection. Right. Well, now mix. I'm getting it more. Without you guys, a lot of these events would be one-time events, and <laughs> they would they would die out afterwards and would not have any lasting effect. You're there both to advise and in, in whatever capacity you can to help move things along to develop and grow. Exactly. So, and and when we talk to people, the main thing they tell us, uh, I mean, the the, the, thing, the thing they tell us that helps them most is not the funding, even though funding is always. Uh, Always, always, not, always nice to have. Right. It's actually the professional advice uh, because you know building a community is not rocket science, but it's also not just okay. Let's put people in a room and then we become a community. Right. There's a huge array of academic knowledge and experience and uh, tools and practices yeah. that you can use to yeah the same way just, the same way a community may turn to someone who's been successful running fundraising events and say exactly. what do I do what do I do how does it work and then all of a sudden, a year later, they've run a couple of good events. Same thing here. Exactly. You, who do you surround them with? Where do you get the people that serve as advisors and professional help? So some of the advisors come from Israel. Uh, Israel has a very long-standing movement of intentional communities uh, called in Hebrew, Kehilot Mesimatiot. It's been around for the, since the 1980s. It, yeah. it sort of like inherited... Uh, but or, now it seems to be getting a bigger because the impression is that Israel feels an even greater responsibility in the position they're in now to help the diaspora. Yeah, I don't help. I think that collaboration or partnership is, right. is the word because uh, to partner with that. Israel is no is no longer at the point that it's like this fledgling new state that needs right. every dollar it can get to survive. Israel is an OECD country. To some extent, our economy is doing even a bit better than America. But I'm Israeli, so I'm biased. I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> no. It's a, it's a, it's a, the eighth most powerful country in the world. Like right. it's not like uh, I mean we still need help in, in in many aspects, but we have a lot to give back and, and create this partnership. So many of the advisors come from the Israeli movement. People have a lot of experience in creating those communities. Some of them come from the United States. Some come from Europe. But basically, it's, it's uh, professionals. And do they travel? Does someone like yourself and others travel to these places? Yeah. To- they, I mean, most of the advice, advisor work is done online. Right. Uh, but at least once a year, they will visit the community. Because there's nothing like seeing the place with their own eyes and talking to people and, and seeing what's going on. So you've had a major effect here in the eastern part of the United States. Other parts of the United States as well? Yeah, in the United States, we have some, something like 45 communities from the West Coast to the East Coast. And the rest of the communities are in Europe, Eastern Europe, Latin America. And South you Africa. find them or they find you? So sometimes we find them. Like we look for, for example, like Habon Indro, which is a, a local, like a national youth movement in America. So we came to them and then we start working with their alumni and creating long term communities with people who've been to Habon Indro. And uh, want to continue. By the way, the, the, so the project is very pluralistic. So we have people like Orthodox on the Upper West Side. We, we have also uh, people like from secular communities in Habonidor. Uh, so sometimes we find them. Sometimes they apply to us. We get applications online. And uh, and what we see that besides the the advice and the funding and all that, one of the things that is most significant for them is to actually be part of the network, not just to be to get the direct support. I mean, for example, th- think of a community in, in Vienna, in, right. in Austria, right. which is a big city, but right. in terms of Jewish community, it's pretty small. It's, uh-huh. it's on the, the periphery of the Jewish world. So for them to be connected all of a sudden to communities in Melbourne and New York and Chicago and, uh, you know, Argentina and all those places, and they, they gather once a year in our annual conference, the next one is going to be in Israel in March, and they meet one another on Israel trips, and they have local seminars and have webinars, and you know, and Facebook and all that. So all of a sudden, you feel that you're part of a global network, and... That, that, that you're not, not alone. And Hakel is in every city you just mentioned. Yeah, and many more. We are, as I said, we have 120 communities, but in the, end of the year, we hope to get to 140. 
in 36 countries and six continents, basically. Is it, um, is it difficult when you're dealing with certain communities where you might think it's better for them to consider moving to Israel as opposed to building the community where they are? Well, that's a very good question. Um, some places in the Jewish world are, are very small and you know, there is a critical mass that if you go below it, it's very hard to actually maintain a sustainable Jewish community. Uh, but what we see is that most young Jews are actually moving towards the big cities. They're actually doing the opposite move of their parents' generation, which Jews moved from the big cities to the suburbs. Right. Now people are moving back from the suburbs into the to the big cities, right. so and that's that, everywhere. You see that's that. everywhere. It's it's not just a Jewish phenomenon. Right. It's it's a global phenomenon right. of people moving back into the big cities. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one thing. Uh, you know, in general, Hakel is not like we, we do not. We give advice and, and instruction. I'm asking the question only because you're from Israel and have a great appreciation for what Israel can offer if a if somebody would you know come there from yeah. the diaspora. That's all. I mean, I've, you know, part of the program is an Israel trip. People see the communities in Israel and also see Israel from a different angle that you would see on most other trips. Right. Why is it necessary and in Israel? Because, Isn't there plenty that that's offered to communities and people in Israel that would serve that need? Why do they need Hakel? No. Hacker works outside Israel, but right. we, we use the Israel trip for Hacker ah, to, to, to learn from the Israel communities, from right. the communities. Now, some people, and we have a few cases like this, uh, were so amazed by what, they sh- what they've seen. We have people actually made Aliyah. Now, this is not the, the purpose of the program. We, right. We're not an Aliyah but program. But once people connect with Israel, But once people connect well. and they see like what's going on. Like birthright, et cetera. Yeah, so, it's, so, so it happens. Uh, you know, eventually, in, in the in the... You know, big Jewish vision, having everybody in Israel is a, is a great uh, right. thing to have and a great dream. Well, realistically, it's, it's, it's at this the, point... It's the dream. But you know, realistically, at this point, I think it's... I mean, the Asper Jewry is, is uh, thinking it's on right. It's, uh, and, and the connection and partnership right. between every, all parts of the Jewish people is something that has to be... And, and the connection cannot always be just, okay, either you make Aliyah or you donate money to Israel or... No, that, that's not the relationship that we should have. We should have a conversation. We should have... A, a mutual vision and a mutual purpose for the Jewish people that we build together. Oh, I understand what you're saying. If I if I lament what you're saying, there you know there might, <laughs> that might be excusable, but I certainly understand what you're saying. Aaron Ariyalavi is here. Information about all of this. What where do people go on the web? Where do they find out what you're doing uh, and find out more about Hakel? So Hakel is a project uh, of Chazon, which is a New York-based organization. Um, as, as I say, partnership with the Ministry of the Aspar Affairs. Chazon well, meaning vision. Yeah, it's an organization that deals mostly with the Jewish environmental uh, things in the in the last 20 years. Um, and everything is on our website. It's uh, hazon.org slash hakel, H-A-K-H-E-L. Uh, hazon, H-A-Z-O-N dot org slash hakel, H-A-K-H-E-L. Do you fundraise for hakel? Is that part of the... Uh, yes, the- actually, uh, our agreement with the ministry, which again is an arm of the Israeli oh, government, right. is that we work on a matching fund basis. So they, they, they've committed uh, $3.6 million for five years, and we need to raise the rest. So, right. uh, so every donation we get is actually get, gets uh, multiplied by the Israeli government. And information about that is on the website as well? Can people donate there, et cetera? Um, yeah, people can donate on the website, and they also, can also reach out to us if they want a more substantial relationship. Uh, Hakel, which is five years old, is the first and largest global incubator for Jewish intentional communities. Its mission is to spark and support new expressions of Jewish life in the diaspora by nurturing the growth of intentional communities with mentorship, 
seed funding, and network building. And you heard uh, our own Ariel Lavie describe how that works in terms of mentorship, seed funding, and network building during this conversation. They are in partnership with Israel's Ministry of Diaspora Affairs, which uh, works to strengthen Jewish life in the diaspora and connection to Israel, which, of course, we uh, support wholeheartedly. Information about all of this, hazon.org slash hakel, H-A-Z-O-N dot org slash hakel, H-A-K-H-E-L. You can find out about the hundreds of communities that they are servicing, and uh, you can find out how you could donate and be part of the uh, support that Hakel uh, continues to need in order for the government to help them uh, continue its mission. Uh, it must be uh, interesting um, being in Israel the majority of the time and uh, and watching carefully the growth of Jewish communities in the diaspora. Well, it's fascinating. As, as an Israeli, I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm Sarba, I grew up in Israel. Right. You know almost nothing about the Jewish diaspora. <laughs> you know there are some Jews in America, but that's that's pretty much all you know. You and, never um, knew there was a second Seder. Right. Yeah, for example, for example, I never knew there was a second Seder. I never knew many, many things that uh, happened here. And, you know, when I started coming to America, and I come here quite often, you see, you know, there's like, this is its own Jewish culture. And it's something that we need to celebrate. It's something we need to, to learn from. No question about it. And it's something we need to use as a base for the growth of uh, both the Jewish tradition and Jewish ritual, frankly. And I'm sure that's uh, continues to be uh, two of your goals. Uh, Tadarabah, yeah. thank you for joining us here. Thank this you morning. very much. Uh, Hazon.org, H A Z O N.org slash Hakel, H A K H E L. My thanks to Aaron Ariel Lavi, who uh, leads this unique project. Information about it go online. And of course, they welcome your donations to uh, help keep uh, the growth of diaspora Jewish communities as a priority. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM and the AM. This is brand new from David Lowy.
David Lowy, a song he introduced over the weekend. It's called Shiru. It's brand new here at JM in the AM. Well, our representatives of 613 are gathering in our studio in a couple of minutes. We'll start a new music alert Monday. We will be on Facebook Live. You can literally go to uh, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, and we will have our friends from 613 in studio and talk about a brand new cinematic Related release for the upcoming holiday of Hanukkah. If you're into uh, what's happening now at the cinema, at the theaters, then you're going to be intrigued by what's going on with 613. More details coming up at America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
divorced has gotten boy Before you go and start to get all sad and teary There's a very special lesson to be learned Because not only when the sun is out and shining Or when you're acing everything you try to do The master plan is more than just a silver lining It's a golden world created just for you So how are the kids? We hope for the day Benny Friedman, brand new here at JM in the AM. I remind you that tonight the Neve Yerushalayim campaign ends. They're approaching $3 million of the $7.5 million matching campaign. Go to charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, charity.com. Click on the Neve campaign and help Neve Yerushalayim achieve their goal. till 6 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time, they are in the home stretch of their big campaign. We wish the best of luck to our friends at Neve Yerushalayim. You may recall that their uh, leader was here. Rabbi Refson in our studio just about a week ago. Uh, we're set with Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. In studio, the members of 613 who made good on their commitment to be here this morning. So far, <laughs> that's our good friend Craig Rezmovitz who is here. We are expecting at least one other member of 613 to join us this morning. We had this dream. Which, in all fairness, to six thirteen, they they told us in the beginning it likely would not uh, it would not happen. Uh, we had this dream of getting everybody in the studio here this morning to introduce the brand new song, uh, but we're going to take what we can get, and that's uh, Craig uh, Resmovitz who's here. Craig, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me and hopefully, us. Hope, <laughs> hope. What do you think of your partners here? Yeah. And hopefully Morty Weinstein will join us soon 
uh, here as well. They I haven't think. they haven't missed a note. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah, yeah. They have not done any. They have not been off key at all. Um, so, if I am correct, if I am correct, it was one year ago that six thirteen released what we referred to as Bohemian Rhapsody. I think you called it Bohemian Hanukkah. Right? Yeah, Bohemian, Bohemian Hanukkah. Hanukkah. A lot of people, both old and young, very familiar with that tune very familiar with the original sure and therefore when you release a hanukkah song that's a parody of that you could expect quite a response plus you may recall talk about cinematic connection you may recall there was a big movie not an accident not, not an accident there was a big movie about Fer- freddie mercury yeah. and queen which i think was called bohemian rhapsody sure. if i'm mistaken and that came out just around Thanksgiving uh, holiday time, right? Am I right? Yeah. Um, so that was hot, and then you guys release it, and you get, I would assume, a tremendous amount of attention, not just from our community, but from the general community as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've been doing the holiday video thing for a long time. Right. Uh, and thank God we've had a lot of success with it, and it's really helped to kind of get us out there. Um, but this was unprecedented. Um, I mean, we were here, sitting here a year ago, <laughs> and things were just, things were insane. Um, to be honest, I'm not even up on the exact view count. Yeah, I was trying to look a moment ago, but I don't want to. I don't. Wanna... They're <laughs> embedded separately on Facebook and YouTube, but it's in the like several, several million. Right. Um, so the response was unbelievable, and we we try and pick something that's sort of uh, very relevant in pop culture. You know, we don't only appeal to the from community. I think. There are a lot of people out there, who, you know, Jewish people, who um, the way they relate to some of the holidays and the experiences they have with it in their lives is a little bit more limited than maybe like most of your listeners. Right. And we're very happy to bring those people a little bit closer to the holiday. But but tell me, and before we talk about this year's project, tell me about last year's reaction from from the general community. Did you get a lot of comments from even non-Jews who had an appreciation for the fact that you took this classic sure. and, and, and put Hanukkah to it? So it it's funny. It's it, Bohemian Rhapsody in general. It's like the classic song where if you're a band or an acapella group, you're taking requests. Somebody says, can you do Bohemian Rhapsody? Everybody says, no. <laughs> right. We won't no do it. No one's touching it. So with that in mind, um, we got a lot of attention from the music community more than ah. in the past. I think uh, a lot of that we were picked up on a lot of the local radio, and yes, they're looking for Hanukkah stuff. But we did hear a lot of, and this is really, 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 really flattering. Uh, just this is the best cover right. of the song that right. I've heard. Like, right. regardless of the uh, the words and stuff. Yeah. Right. So, uh, oh. I think Morty is at the door. Oh, Morty's here. Oh yeah. no! Don't tell me Morty went to Jersey City. That no. would, that would be bad. Yeah. Because he he ain't at our no, door. No, he knows here. he knows where to come. I don't know where he is. Oh, but. he's. Maybe he's downstairs. Anyway, so uh, again, um, on this, uh, it, so it gets a tremendous reaction, and obviously it has a Hanukkah theme. And now, yeah. at some point, I would assume during the summer, but I don't know your guy's schedule. At some point, you have to say to yourselves, "Okay, Hanukkah is going to come is going to come around eventually, and we need some." And, and you discover, stumble upon, uh, schmooze with the guys, and realize that Star Wars is going to be. A big winter hit. So it's it's very interesting because in the past we've done a lot of pop parodies, like we did that Taylor Swift thing, got right. us a lot of uh, views uh, and Uptown Funk. Right. So when we used to do that all the time, or most of the time, we would have to wait until the very very last second 
to to sort of pick the music because we really wanted needed to know what was popular then. Right. Uh, the last few things we've done coincidentally have been music uh, movie things, and. The good thing about movies is you know very, very, very far in advance (laughs) when they're going to come out. So we did Bohemian Hanukkah, Uh, and then we did Lion King Passover. Right, And now we've done... you know, drum roll, please. Yeah, uh, a Hanukkah song based on Star Wars. Yes, so we got the big, uh, the Last Jedi movie coming right. out uh, this week. I think this week, this coming weekend. And uh, so, yes, the answer is of all the six thirteen projects I've been a part of, I think this one we've known by far the longest what we were going to do for Hanukkah. This right, week. and that man. By the way, we're introducing Morty Weinstein, who now is in fact sitting to your left. Morty, good morning to you. Good morning, and happy Hanukkah. And you're happy on Hanukkah. Facebook, Facebook Live, Facebook.com slash Malcolm Siegel Network. Um, and then the next step is obviously, you know, what what are the lyrics going to sound like? And, you know, by the way, sometimes having too much time is a problem. <laughs> sometimes having too much time, too many changes. Especially with this many opinions. Right, too many edits. You know, sometimes yeah. it's good to know that in 10 days this thing has to be in the can, right? <laughs> I, think, I think one of the strengths of our group is, like, people know what they're good at. Right. Uh, so... You know, some people get involved with certain things, and some people get involved with other things. Um, so the lyricist in your group stepped up and basically took on the assignment. I, w- I would guess is what you're trying to say. There's a, well, generally, go ahead. well, well, we have we have a uh, you know for our previous projects uh, a guy named Elliot Olshansky. He's he's kind of our lyricist. Sure. Um, but when we were looking at the music from Star Wars, it's it's we we kept trying to put different words to it and you know tell the story of Hanukkah. But we kept finding that <laughs> anytime work. you try to put anything like lyrics to orchestral music that doesn't have lyrics, it just sounds so, so strange and awkward. <laughs> it's like so, we did a pace oh, thing for Game of Thrones one year. Right. And it it's funny. It's actually comical. Because yeah. when you're covering a song with lyrics, all you need to do is you, rhyme yeah, it and get around. it the same yeah. pace. Yeah, oh. you have to like, create lyrics. Right. You know, there's, there's, there is a clear melody, right. but you know there's no lyrics, so we, we kept trying to... Kept trying to sound it out, and it kept sounding very, very bizarre and like very forced. Interesting. Um, so oh gosh, we, we went to stock. Yeah, <laughs> we used some stock lyrics. Exactly. <laughs> holy, holy stock lyrics. Very nice. So, so the Hanukkah stock came in handy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We, hadn't, um, we hadn't pulled from that quite as extensively beforehand. <laughs> uh, Craig and Morty are here. We will, we will uh, get to the tune in a, in a few minutes. But you, re- you just brought up something. It's funny. You just said that there's some people who know what they're supposed to be doing, and therefore, you know, they go. I think 613 in the world of Jewish acapella, and of course we could then say in the world of Jewish entertainment, has its own lane. Has its own. I think there's stuff that 613 does, and you've just already described some of it for us this morning, that no one else is doing. Everyone thinks, oh, acapella groups, you know, they're releasing a Hanukkah, and they're releasing a Hanukkah. But, but if you look at it, if you look at the, the primary groups in our community, I think each one has its style and its way of presenting the holiday, whatever the holiday may be, to our community. You guys happen to be, you know, we're going to parody the, you know, the latest trend. We're going to parody the latest thing that all of America is talking about, and it seems to be working. And while, and I think it's one of the reasons, frankly, that I think you get along pretty well with your colleagues and all the other groups, that at this level, it's practically defined, you know, how each of you as a group, you know, approaches, you know, each holiday or each presentation, etc. So would you say that, at this point, 613 is basically the, I don't know, cover or parody group for a holiday presentation? Sort of. It, it's, a, it's a complicated question because we, we do have, uh, we have like a general identity and then we have an identity that 
that a lot of people know us right. as because of YouTube. You know, as as a group, we don't think of our identity as you know a group that parodies songs for for Hanukkah or for Pesach. Um, we think of ourselves as as a Jewish music group. So we you know we just released an album. Um, and it's our eighth album, and maybe a lot of people that watch the videos don't realize it, but most of the songs, you know, in the entire discography are original it, songs. It's actually a very interesting point because, so obviously, um, the other groups in our sphere, uh, we're very, we're very close with them. Right. We're friends with with really all of them, uh, and we have a great relationship. Um, but it's interesting that we're known as the parody group. Because if you listen to the albums of some of the other acapella groups, it's more parody. It's, it's well, it's it's not just parody per se, but there's a lot. But they're more traditional, like a collegiate style acapella group, or even like an AKA Pella, like who are amazing, like right. kind of review. Right. Um, it's all covers, or almost all covers, right. and our stuff has traditionally been mostly original music that's funny so we sort of but the more successful you're becoming on the holiday seed absolutely it's so funny yeah. and, the, and the great thing is that we you know we're gonna try and we we have been trying as our holiday parodies have become more and more successful um you know trying to sort of parlay that and use that as a vehicle um to push what we you know what we are i guess in some ways more proud of or right. differently proud right. of which is the original music that we're putting out how long has 613 been around Oh my God! Six, How much? What? Say it again. Sixteen years. Yeah, sixteen. It's years. amazing that you've lasted this long. It really well, we, is. Well, we haven't been there that long. So. I get it, but yeah. just, just the whole concept. And, yeah. and I assume Mike's been there from the beginning, right? My answer was going to be Mike is amazing. Right, yeah. he is amazing. Yeah, that, and, that's the real answer. And what do we have here? We have officially a third of the group, or is there more? We have a third uh, of the group here. We more? have a, a little bit less than a than a quarter. A little bit. Yeah. Little what bit. are there? Nine members. Nine. Yeah, members, we yeah. got. Oh, so we we got super busy. Thank God. Um, so we were so, only able to get twenty five percent of the group here this morning. Well, or even less than a that. A bunch of us flew in last <laughs> night from. Uh, I know. From I heard. Michigan. <laughs> we had a and, dream of having went together and, and do the Hanukkah uh, thing live. But all right, we have next Hanukkah to wish. do that. <laughs> we, I got. I, we got in at our flight got delayed. We got in at like two o'clock in the morning. It was a little rough. You just <laughs> showed up from a two a.m. flight. Yeah. We were tech. I texted him, and Morty. Like, I, I, I admire your work. I, like, ethic, I haven't Morty. seen you in a while. <laughs> I texted I texted Morty at one in the morning, and I wasn't in Detroit. I was doing. Right, you were in New York yesterday. Yeah, right? uh, and and I said, <laughs> "Are we doing this?" I said, "No." I said, "What's the address <laughs> for tomorrow?" And I was like, "I hope he doesn't answer me because he should be sleeping." I forgot where the group was, and then he's like, he didn't answer for like a half hour. Because he's on a flight. And then he he he's like. I just landed. Well, I admire your dedication, and Craig and Morty will be rewarded because we're going to be playing that song in just a moment here at uh, JMM. We should note one other thing. 613 also, talk about what a group ha has become known for over the years. they become known for some cool venues. You know, when you th think about this, I don't know if, if any group, ha I mean, a lot of groups have done the stadiums, fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any have done it as often as you guys, though. You know, to be around Indeed. different stadiums around the country. And what I mean by stadiums, I'm talking about the either the one-offs as a Star Spangled Banner or as a holiday tradition. Because you've actually done Hanukkah in some locations where you did two, three songs either at halftime or before a game, right? Am I well, right? We also did, uh, we did a little bit slightly less prestigious than maybe some of the baseball stadiums. Right. But, you know, we've done arena football. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Um, yeah, that was also We did a whole arena. show before I don't the think game. the league exists the, anymore. So, I think it does Did it, it just fold, Yoni? One I of them folded. We have to show him the video of my touchdown we, pass. We did, yeah. Are we, you serious? Well, we got there early. It was at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia. We Soul. were throwing a ball around, um, and it was like Jewish Heritage Day for Philadelphia Soul. And, Arena uh, football had a Jewish that Heritage was the coolest Day. Thing. Yeah. That's so funny. So I mean, we got there really early. We were just we the were running slogan, around like idiots. You know, Yala Soul. Yala Soul. 
Yeah, so I still have the light blue T-shirt. And too, by the way, that's another thing that I might be able to give you guys some credit for. A lot of Jewish Heritage Days sprouted up around the country once you and others started to perform, and they saw, you know, what there's a significant portion of the community that likes to come out and yeah. hear some Jewish stuff. Absolutely, so. yeah. I think so. You've had Jewish Heritage actually in some unusual places, like even in the big stadiums, but but cities you may not, we may not think of that have. You know, like Jewish heritage nights and things like that. It's not just yeah. New York that's doing it. Yeah, and and it's not just uh, it's not just sporting events. Right. And we also uh, we have a yearly uh, a standing um, I guess event at the mayor's uh, at right. the mayor's mansion every year. Jewish heritage. The Gracie Mansion. That's yeah, probably Gracie where mansion. I most recently saw yeah. you. I think was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And this Friday we'll be on our uh, a different radio show. Oh know, yeah, this, the second uh, right. Our sec- second fiddle radio right. show. We're, we're always first. Yeah, of course. But the other one I hear has a tremendous following. They, they, have, a nice, they have a nice holiday show. <laughs> As do you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Not not necessarily quite a, a Hanukkah-specific holiday Do you know show. what you're singing on, uh, on on Friday? We'll probably be singing Star Wars. You will imagine. do it. Yeah. And then, Are you hesitant <clears throat> to do it live? You've done it plenty of times live already. We actually, yesterday was the first day that we, Did that it we work? premiered it. Uh, yeah. It was fine. Yeah, it worked. We actually opened the show with it. I'm so, hearing Oh, so. and is Friday the first day of the movie? Friday is the first day. Oh, of the so that's pretty funny. Thursday doing midnight, that. yeah, yeah. So that appearance could go viral. If you put that yeah. on Facebook afterwards, that appearance can we go viral. Too. Well, we'll Very. see. We'll see, see how it viral. comes out. Right. <laughs> Good point. Assuming it goes well, which I'm sure it will. That's pretty cool. And you've done and you've done some TV stuff as well, right? Where they do yeah. again holiday, etc. Yeah, we'll Not, be on. We'll be on Channel 11 on Wednesday morning. There you also. Go. Of Hanukkah or this no, Wednesday? This, this Wednesday. This Wednesday. Days. Yeah. This this week we have a lot of early mornings. Uh, Are they doing? Uh, also, ask you to do Star Wars. Or you won't necessarily do that song. I think they asked us to do Star Wars. That's yeah, because yeah, we're, we're doing a little a little spot. Because the little, whole country's talking about it. Yeah. How many members will be there Wednesday morning? Not six. that I'm insulted, but oh, there will six. be six. There'll yeah, be six yeah. Well, because we don't have a we don't have a flight Tuesday night. <laughs> right. No, I'm not <laughs> complaining. I'm just saying that you know. You're gonna, Do you want to look at a calendar for next Hanukkah, <laughs> and then maybe we could get all the guys. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and then out. Hanukkah itself is busier or much less busy on the holiday itself. It's weird. We I, we've been finding I think because maybe because of the, the way the holidays fall out this year, right. we're finding that a lot of our Hanukkah performances are before. Hanukkah. Like the White House thing was early exactly. because of the holidays. Yeah, December. Yeah. Right. December yeah. has been crazy. Yeah. Hanukkah this year is like a little bit, a little bit more right. less and, crazy. And Hanukkah would have been the first week of December. That's it when everything crazy, would have been yeah. Yeah. Last year, on. last year was wild during Hanukkah. Right. So there you go. All right. Very good. And you can't forget about our Thanksgiving tour. Oh boy. What does that mean? <laughs> we we did a video when Hanukkah and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. What you Thanksgiving car, right? Thanksgiving car. Thanksgiving car, right? No. That was a unique. What, what an event! That was a unique thing. <laughs> One of my favorite six. You can tell videos. your grandchildren about that. Oh yes, <laughs> we, we plan to. We plan to by showing them the song. We are the only people who know when the next time will be. When is it next time? Seventy nine thousand years minus three. Seventy nine thousand years <laughs> minus three, I think, or whatever we're up to. It's there. It's in the. It's in the video. In the video. Yeah. <laughs> my gosh! All right, everyone, reconvene for that one. Uh, Craig Resmovitz <laughs> and Morty Weinstein are in studio here at JM and the AM Facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network. We've had a 613 tutorial so far in the last 15 minutes going through some of the history and uh, and current uh, uh, work that 613 is doing. They have a very busy December, and one of the reasons is the brand new song. All right, so uh, you're officially calling it a Star Wars Hanukkah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Depending on where you look, it's either in the hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of hits already right. in terms of the video, and that just continues to get higher and higher, obviously. And this will be the song that you will be uh, uh, presenting not only here, but it looks like you'll be presenting live at other larger radio outlets and some television outlets in advance of the big holiday. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And at our shows coming up. 
You may want to go midnight to some big theater in uh, in Manhattan right before they show the first on mm, Thursday night. That's right a before- really, really good idea. <laughs> yeah, definitely. except for, for wake up time for on Friday. Six a.m. call time. Yeah. Friday morning. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know what happens Thursday night? You just end up staying up all night. That's all. We'll come do Mishmar. Exactly. We'll do Mishmar in the theater. Yeah. We're I mean, gonna we're gonna bring a pot of chillin'. All right, those of you out there who are uh, Star Wars <laughs> fans or not necessarily Star Wars fans like myself, right. but nonetheless familiar with the Star Wars music. Most people don't realize I only stole, saw one Star Wars movie, and I fell asleep in the middle of it. Oh, no. So, yeah, that was oh, it. no. And, I, and I'm told this is the ninth one. I feel yes. I feel so out of place. Well, you should catch up. If you get started now, you <laughs> might be able to well, Our video is well under five minutes. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> I know it's the morning, the but, you know. <laughs> no sleeping through this one, huh? Um, no, but that was just because of my uh, general attitude towards towards science fiction. This sure. was the, this was the conversation in the Siegel home over Shabbos when people were discovering that even as a teenager, I didn't have did not have any interest in Star Wars. Really? I know, I know, really, I know that you're about to label me with some cri- criticism here, but uh, that's the reality. What about what about fantasy? Uh, fantasy football? No. <laughs> well, sure, if you want to talk about no, that, no, no, uh, Harry Potter. No, wow. no, 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 Battle, no, Battle Star Galactica. It's, it's not there, real. There was one episode of Star Trek that I enjoyed as a kid. One, while everyone else in my family was, you know, were Trekkies. Uh, not everyone, but some were Trekkies. But uh, that's the way it is. I'm just not real. I'm into the nonfiction. <laughs> I'm into the non. That's why I like Bohemian Rhapsody so much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. All right, a Star Wars Hanukkah six thirteen in studio. Wishing everybody a happy Hanukkah at JM in the AM. Rock of ages, praise your saving power. Furious, they sailed, but your armor failed us. And your word broke the sword when our own strength failed us. Yes, your word broke the sword when our own strength failed us. Rock of ages, let our song praise your saving power.
Uh, first of all, both of you look great in costume. Thank they, you. They, they did Thank a great you. job in the costumes. You guys didn't skimp on yeah, this. Yeah, we, uh, uh, we ordered the, I don't know where we got them from. Well, it's good stuff. It's in my closet now. So. Uh, <laughs> get, get Hashtag for, Purim. For Purim 2020. Um, every, excuse my Star Wars ignorance. No, We've already gone through that. Uh, everything I heard is associated with Star Wars? Everything yes. I heard is on the soundtrack? Yes. Because yes. there's the, a lot of abrupt switches in there. There's there, a lot of, there uh, actually, we actually found there's a, there's a, like a Reddit post yeah. or thread about which oh, scenes cool. and which music was uh, were represented. How in, many in separate ones are there? Do you remember? So there's five the or op- six. There's the opening theme. There's the Imperial I think there are March, five. Cantina, and there's the ending. I think What's the Alanis? No, Duel of the Fates. Oh, Duel of the Fates. What's right. the Alanis? Uh, it's such. It's it's sort of it's like a this. transition into the ending. It's from the first movie, I believe. I'm sure it comes really? back. Really? Yeah, so this the theme. Ba 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 da da ba. It's like very very popular right. theme in Star Wars, but that setting of it is the the final scene of the first movie. Uh, yeah, it's sort of like I the, may vaguely remember the end of the movie. They, it's I mean it, it mirrors somewhat the uh, the scene in in our video where we're entering the um, Temple Bethel in, in Cedarhurst. I was wondering where uh, that was. That is Bethel. Huh? Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's sort of like the heroes of the of the movie are. No, hopefully no spoilers, but the movie came out like yeah. 40 years ago. If you haven't <laughs> seen it by now, it's sorry. Yeah. Uh, they're receiving their awards, so it's like this very triumphant music right. to lead back into the main theme. This is exactly how they sang Alanisim a long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. One would suspect. Yes, it's the way that Luke Skywalker sang Alanisim. <laughs> Craig Resmovitz, Morty Weinstein, 613. Um, Facebook.com slash Network. Um, it's funny. How you guys get away with some cute um, takeaways or some cute uh, – the latka, even the sufkania, the way he holds it and the way – I think Mike is on the sufkania. Yeah. The way it, – it's just – it's sort of like, you know, I'm taking this serious part – not that latkas are so serious, but I'm taking this serious part of the holiday and, you know, sort of like joking around with it. It's, I'm not quite sure how to put it, but it's like using it as a prop, but using it as a prop well. Yeah, I think it also works, especially in this in this particular scenario, because that the music for that part um, is it's the the music is called Duel of the Fates, um, and it's this it's this like big battle scene, not big battle, but it's a it's a major showdown between the the good side and the bad side, between one character who's good and one who's bad, um, and it, just bringing that to uh, to Latka versus Sufganiya is just a right. like it's a hilarious concept to begin with, so. Um, like you're a just, bad color war. Yeah. You're also dealing with the nine most ridiculous people on yes. the face of the planet. And who and, are having fun with it. Yeah. We're having a great yeah. time. How long did it take? A day or more? Oh uh, gosh. More. We actually more we filmed in a whole bunch of different locations. So yeah. Had... The more scenes you do, the longer it takes. So if you if you're doing like a music video with a, just a couple scenes, you might be able to bang it out in one, maybe two shoots. But something like this takes a while. We did uh we did one shoot. We actually shot in a bar in Riverdale. Um <laughs> Then we did. We shot on a studio. Sunday morning because that's morning. the only time that because then they would open for us early, and nice after uh, after a month of Shabbos, whatever was going on. Right. And then uh, we shot in a, in a video studio, um, and then we shot in Bethel. 
and that was it. Yeah, and yeah. Pe- and people don't realize that you could do ten seconds of a video and uh, and, and, takes and it hours. takes an entire day to yeah, do it. Right, absolutely. Just getting into the costumes. Right. Yeah, but fantastic for perm after. Yeah, yeah. tell you we've had some good stuff. And yeah. the other thing, and I I find this funny. You may say that I shouldn't point it out, but I don't know. I find it funny. Most would think that you'd have to have a full sanctuary to do a sanctuary scene. And 613 can get away with that. They don't have to worry about any of that because there's a, like a, a wink. There's like a, it, it's sort of like a tip of the hat to the fact that we can do whatever we want and just have fun with this thing. We don't need a million people in shul. It's very nice that you see it that way. <laughs> oh, why people were it upset was, about it? Well, I'll tell well, you, it was... Uh, say it was, when it was. Oh, it was, point of contention. You know, you know when it was? When we it was we had to the way the way we had set up all the video shoot and the production, the the day of that shoot was uh, was Hoshana Rabba, was <laughs> was Aris and so uh, you know we we reached out to friends and family and and, to, and nobody was available and people just you know who's available that morning it's, it was crazy so but you know we we make it work less is yeah, more sometimes yeah I thought it was I don't it was, know it was I cute. thought there's something to that am I reading too much into it I don't know I don't know no definitely not. <laughs> I'm telling you, it I has nothing to do with us not being able to find enough extras. <laughs> I wasn't accusing you of that. I was. I wasn't saying it would be different. Possibly, I'm just no, we, saying. We had, we I'm just saying people, it worked. It worked, it worked with you guys. Worked, That's yeah. all. There are there are efforts out there in this genre of entertainment in our among our people that it, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be full. It's got to be right. Which I get. It's got to be formal. None of that is in the six thirteen video. We're, we're more about the fun, right? And I That's think that that comes always, out. Right. You know the I'll I'll tell you a secret. The uh, the latka in the video. Oh my god! Not actually a latka. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts hash browns <laughs> smushed together. Who played Darth Vader? Ah, uh, good, good question. question. Yeah. Also, uh, so one of the uh, an alumnus of the group. His name is Dan Singer. He yeah. Number. Uh, oh wait. He, he came back. Huh? He came back to play came, Darth Vader. He actually just showed up because he's still on the listserv for the emails, and so he just came, showed up in a Darth Vader costume. We're like. What? Okay, exactly. we're gonna use this. Well, we're we're gonna use it. Yeah. That is funny. It's not the first video shoot he's just arrived at in a different costume. And who's and who's uh, what? What do we call a what do we call a Hollow wearing Princess Leia? What's her official name? <laughs> Princess Hala. Princess Hala. Yeah. Princess Hala. Who, who played Princess Hala? Her name is you know. Rena Hirsch. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. actually somebody I know from working at Camp Kaylee a long time ago. She I, does I mean, she hilarious. does drama productions for kids. Uh, she's very good at it, and her husband the... is Ari Hirsch of The Views. Oh, of course. Yeah. I should recognize we, her. He and I go to the same gym. Oh, so I, funny. I should have recognized her, but she really plays the part well. Oh, she nailed I mean, it. She she's really, a professional. She nailed it. She really plays the part. I saw someone and was... And con- is just insane. It's perfect. It's Anyone exactly... who's familiar with Star Wars, you got to see that scene. It's just hilarious. You want to know a little story? Yeah. So usually when you're shooting... <laughs> the Hollow's from Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, when you're shooting a the music Friday video... When you when you're shooting a yeah. music video, usually each each bit, I guess there's scenes, but then within the scenes there are bits. Like right. that's a bit. Um, they usually take a bunch of tries to get. Right. However, we had two challah rolls, <laughs> so w- there was a lot of pressure on to get it right the first time. <laughs> there's, only, there's a limit. There are also you know as time. as we're starting to talk about video ideas, there are some things that you know. However obscure or however unimportant are are like the first ideas to come out. We're like, oh, we're gonna do Star Wars. Okay, someone's got to wear hollow rolls on their ears as part of Princess Leia's outfit. And thank God you found someone to volunteer for that. Yes. That well, there you have it. Well. <laughs> uh, I thank both of you for being here today. And Mazal Tov. It's officially called 
What are we officially calling it? Star Wars. Star Hanukkah. Wars Hanukkah. Star Wars Hanukkah. It's officially called a Star Wars Hanukkah. Along with a brand new album, yes. whole album of music. So. Whole album. Of now music. wait, when did the new album come out? Same day. Same as day video. as the video. Boy. We're brave. It's not Sphira, and we put out a new album. Yeah, well, not just that. You're brave because the whole world's talking about the single, and you know. Well, we didn't we didn't print uh, physical copies. Of well, it. you know what I mean. It's talking but, about yeah. this one cut, and and you know, we got we got to feature everything. It's yeah. got exactly what we were talking about before with uh, trying to sort of piggyback on the parody's success with our yeah, it, it original. Feels, it feels a little music. like Hanukkah in a lot of ways, and so, in many ways, is almost more of an acapella season than Sphera is these days. Now. Because of the videos and because of the success of all the parody videos and because of the prevalence of them, um, you know, Hanukkah is a, is a busy time. The eyes That's where we feel community. the most eyes, yeah. yeah. Is it possible that uh, the name of the new album is Thank You? Is that possible? It's no. not the case. Oh, no. what's the name of the new album? It is called Volume 8 Lights. Oh, that's funny. Oh, wrote. Yeah. So one second, because we have the Star Wars. I'm just looking here at, at our latest, and the and the the person who is uh, responsible for upkeeping our database seemed to me to have done an excellent job because the second track on this new offering is a Star Wars Hanukkah. That's correct. That does make sense. Yeah. So we just mislabeled the title. Yeah. Okay. Like Cole's Mon is the opener. Like Cole's Mon is the opener. And you have something on here called the Lion King Passover. Yes. And something called the Nice Jewish Boy Band Hanukkah. Yes, indeed. And you have the Bohemian Hanukkah as well. Yes. Is, is White Light a Hanukkah selection? No. That's no. Actually, just a an, light an selection. Original, an original. It's song. an original, yeah. Okay. So light. now with all this in mind that we've stumbed upon the brand new 613, how do we wrap up this conversation? What should we play off the brand new? Um, should we do the Nice Jewish Boy Band we have We have a medley yeah. of songs that we perform with some of our friends in the industry. Um, you know some of the hot stuff right now so we have Shmuley Unger and Simcha Liner and Pumpadisa on the track with us and I think it's something that people would definitely and enjoy and the track is called it is called, called uh, Eliyahu Anavi Kol Baruch Hashem it's a very creative you helped me name. tremendously because now I found it yes. yeah so that's how we'll close oh. things out <laughs> the one that, it's the one that has many names I get it now yeah, my, my, <laughs> yeah. my, my question is more of a way of cheating yeah in there terms of it. trying to figure out where this thing is <laughs> and how we're going to play it to wrap up this conversation <laughs> my thanks to Craig Resmovitz and Morty Weinstein the big news is that Star Wars opens this weekend the bigger news is Aha. that 613 has commemorated this major event Yes. I can't believe we gave Star Wars free publicity. Star Wars owes us money. Yeah. Trust, trust me, it's going to be whoever, to your, it's going to be to your benefit. Branding for Star Wars, you owe us money. It'll be to your benefit. Trust yeah. me. Uh, the bigger news is that six thirteen has a Star Wars Hanukkah, which seems to be in big demand. In fact, other radio outlets and television outlets are demanding. And they sing it live. We're not doing that to them. We're we're too friendly with our friends at 613. <laughs> we wouldn't make that demand of them early in the morning. We just played the song and officially debuted it earlier this morning. And we'll do more of their brand new album to uh, close out this conversation. Craig Morty, I thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks ha so much. Happy Hanukkah to both happy of Hanukkah. you. And yes. regards to everybody at 613. Of course. You guys have always been amazing for us and we appreciate it. Uh, if, if you want to see this uh, video, if you want to see this uh, encounter, this face-to-face -face encounter, with two of the prominent members of this uh, most recent video and uh, members of 613, go to facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Here is the song or the track that starts with Eliyahu Hanavi, and you're listening to JM in the AM. <laughs> Eliyahu Anavi Zachur Lato 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 Eliyahu Anavi Zachur
צריך לדעת, יש הרגש עצום בלב כל ישראל, ואף אחד שבעולם לא ייקח את זה ממני. אז תשמע, אחי, תשמע טוב, אנחנו עם קדוש מכל העמים, האם תרגיש את זה בתוך הנשמה? כשהקדוש ברוך הוא בחר בנו ורוממתנו, אז עברת שם איתי מכל הלב. Brand new from 613. A whole bunch of brand new material from 613. Check it out. Uh, they've got a brand new 10-track uh, uh, album, which is out there. And the um, uh, the uh, Star Wars Hanukkah and the Bohemian Hanukkah are both part of it. Monday morning, JM in the AM. Congratulations to the University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. Ten in a row, including their victory yesterday over Eastern Connecticut. Pretty amazing. Their next game tomorrow night against Jersey City University. We discussed that with the mayor of Jersey City earlier. That's up in Washington Heights tomorrow, the uh, the game. There will be a moment of silence, of course, before the game for the victims of the Jersey City massacre. Uh, then they play Thursday night on the road, and that'll be it for about a month. They have a big month break coming, and uh, apparently some of the players are going to be joining us here at JM the AM during that month. Uh, that should be an interesting conversation. Uh, the CMHS is the beginning of the next cycle, and our friends at ArtScroll are offering 30% off on all hardcover Talmud volumes, uh, plus a free download of Masechus Brochos for your Apple, iOS, or Android device in both English and Hebrew. Check it out, everybody. ArtScroll has a massive sale going on now on every one of their titles with special uh, discounts for uh, uh, for the uh, Talmud, for the CMHS. And... Um, 
those of you who missed my conversation with Gedalia Zlatowicz last week, check out facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. You'll learn a lot about what Art Scroll is doing now during this amazing Hanukkah sale and during this amazing upcoming, not upcoming, but current Siamashas sale in honor of the uh, upcoming Siamashas. So check that out from uh, on Facebook. And um, you'll be glad you did. The uh, Our friends at Neve Yerushalayim have their big campaign going on. Go to charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y. I want to make sure it's .com. Give me a second. Yeah, charity.com. Uh, the first campaign you'll see is Neve Yerushalayim. <clears throat> Just click on campaigns, and uh, you will see that Neve Yerushalayim is in the midst of a $7.5 million campaign, which ends later tonight. And... Um, and uh, they've raised $3.1 million. They have 10 hours left. They have 10 hours left to get to their goal. They're at 41% right now. And it's called Neve 50 Reunite. Neve 50 Reunite. So if you'd like to sponsor a, a month or two of, uh, of a scholarship at Neve or a day at Neve or um, whatever it is you'd like to sponsor, uh, check it out by going to charity.com slash Neve, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Neve, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Neve. And that's how you can uh, get all the information and support uh, the uh, support the cause, the uh, charity campaign that goes until 7, until uh, 6 p.m. tonight. Um Listener Ellie says, shout out to the Chatan. Yeah, we found out after we left our conversation this morning that Morty, Morty Weinstein is a uh, Chatan getting married in July, please God. Uh, we say Mazal Tov to uh, his family and to the Lunzer family from uh, all of us here at JM and the AM. M.H. Dauber says the Hanukkah video is amazing. Yeah, we certainly agree with that. And I thank 613 for being here this morning at JM and the AM. Very nice to have them in here. Um... All right, more coming up here at JM in the AM. Let's continue. What do we have left? Oh, we have about uh, 15 minutes to go here at JM in the AM. Oh, and I remind you that Mayor Weingarten is coming up. The next live edition of the Israel Show, trying to unravel the mystery. Who is Bibi Netanyahu and why has he been so successful in Israeli politics for well over a decade? It's all based on Amit Segal's series, Yemei Binyamin, which premiered last night, plus a great mix of Israeli music. All this happening right after the uh, JMAM presentation. The Israel show starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time. NahumSiegel.com, the NSN app, and of course, on our listen line. So make sure to be tuned in. Uh, the Israel show with Mayor Weingarten follows JM and the AM uh, coming up next at 9 a.m. this morning. Uh, followed, by the way, by Yoni Pollock, and after further review, and that will be followed by... Uh, by uh, Jake Novak and Novak Now, all coming up. This one is brand new from uh, Simcha Liner off of the album Kolakavod at JM in the AM. Your time has come, the day's begun. Uri, 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 
Jan in the AM. Simcha Liner. Monday morning. That's brand new. Mayor Weingarten is with us live via telephone. He's got a big show coming up starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time here on the Nahum Siegel Network called The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. Make sure to like the page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. At the same time, make sure you've liked the Facebook page that uh, is the uh, the network Facebook page, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Mayor Weingarten, Shalom Boker Tov. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Boker or Mashlam Khan. Baruch Hashem, Yemei Binyamin. There's actually a series that reflects on the days of Bibi, huh? Yes, yes. Well, it's a takeoff on the song Yemei Binyamina. But, um, yes. And it, they only showed the first part last night, but it was so interesting. I'm going to share some of the insights that um, were uh, given over. It's, it's basically taking what they're doing is over the whole week, they're taking the um, television archives and using it to analyze all these years that B.B. was very successful and what he did and what didn't he do and so forth. So uh, we'll, the first one was about his political success. 
and, and how he learned from his early mistakes. And that's one of the points he brings out um, in the series, that he made a lot of mistakes in his first round as prime minister, and he learned for the second round. Hmm, interesting. All so right. We'll go through some of that. Also, we're going to read an article, which I know you read, uh, written by uh, the uh, Israeli journalist um, Hanoch Daum, who um, writes, about the released uh, Shalit deal, the famous deal where uh, Israel traded over a thousand uh, Hamas terrorists for Gilad Shalit, and um, he looks back at at um, at that trade and has a lot to, to say about it in retrospect, being that he was one of the big supporters at the time. Very, uh, I don't want to use the word controversial. Very insightful. Very insightful yeah. article. And, yes. Uh, Mayor will have the details on that, plus an Israeli music mix, I would bet, will work its way oh, into... Oh, uh, yes. Great stuff in the Israeli music mix, as always. And uh, I want to give a special shout-out to one of your uh, favorite listeners. I, I should say, yeah, well, yeah, we could describe her as a favorite listener because she's... Okay. And that's Mrs. Pfeffer. Mrs. Pfeffer is going to be listening to the Israel oh, show with cool. Mayor Weingarten. Hi, Mrs. Pfeffer. Start, How are you? Thank you for tuning in. Starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, like she does every Monday. And if someone dare... If someone dared disturb her between 9 and 10 Eastern time, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, Mayor, I'll tell you. It's, okay, it, I, I, I won't call her during the show. It's clear you are the priority when it comes to <laughs> 9 a.m. Monday in the Pfeffer home. Oh, you, I'm you, blushing. Thank you. You That's are the priority. <laughs> Mayor Tadara Ban, good luck today. Tadalacha. Mayor Weingarten with the Israel Show coming up 9 until 10 Eastern time right here following JM and the AM on the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, someone asked for the... Uh, the brand new David Lowy selection. I think we've played it already twice this morning, um, but you know what? I think, uh, I think as a uh, as a courtesy, and since someone someone just requested it on the app, we'll do it again uh, right now to wrap things up this morning. Uh, David Lowy with a brand new selection entitled Shiru uh, on Monday morning at JM in the AM.
brand new David Lowy. It's called Shiru, Monday morning here at JMM. Achena Yisrael and Achim Achem, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JMNAM. Thank you to 613. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Mayor Weingarten is next with the Israel Show coming up uh, here on the network, followed by Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, followed by Jake Novak with Novak Now. It's all happening here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Ha! And my thanks to the Honorable Stephen Fulop, Mayor of Jersey City, for joining us earlier today as well. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.